When are you gonna fix these? You bring WD-40. It's your house. Why would I would bring a whole can of a, you, what one thing? You bring you yourself? I, it's because it's my microphone. If it was yeah. your microphone, be you would fix Look, Listen, this. listen. <laughs> every time, every time I'm here. Maybe if you actually loosened it before you did it, it wouldn't be doing that. So every thing. time I've got a- Yeah, like, uh, you notice how I go like that? And then I go like this, and then I loosen this. You just pull it until it moves. You're abusing the metal and that's why it squeaks. It's squeaking in two places. You buy WD-40. I have it. You know, I have a bottle of Amazon. Great, bring WD-40 it. WD-40 was week. one of those things, this is not an ad, that when I discovered it and used it, I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Could you imagine if WD-40 got in touch? <laughs> Finally, a podcast. <laughs> Next week, like, a crate of it gets sent to the, to the business. Nothing will ever squeak in this flat again. <laughs> That's not grease. That that's not um, tightness of the screw. That's moisture that's got in there. That's why you need WD forty. George, they were the cheapest mic stands Don't on Amazon. Tell the audience. Everything else is actually very high end, apart from these mic he stands. Spends it all on, <laughs> on the talent. Yeah. So I had this interesting situation. Well, it's a, it's it's a work situation, but it's not a work problem, right? Okay. So I shoot regularly for a brand. Okay. okay? And there are multiple video teams that shoot with people involved with this brand. And they often get uh, TV people, presenters, food, drink people, and influencers to film content with. And every so often there'll be these big events where lots of people from the brand will all come together. And it's nice because you get to see everyone like, oh yeah, we did that video a while ago. And there's this one influencer who's lovely. And like, I want to say about five, six months ago, uh, I was like shooting, but sort of with a different team. She comes up to me and she goes, hi, how are you? And I go, oh, are you all right? And she goes, do you not remember me? And I, I've, I've, never, I've never met this woman before in my life. And she goes, so she's very lovely. She goes, how could you remember me? You filmed that thing in my house. And I like, no, I didn't film in her house because she was saying it was like three months ago. And I definitely didn't film in this woman's house. And I would have remembered. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't remember you. Are you thinking of someone else? Like, yes, it was you. And, and another guy, and you came and filmed in my house. No, why, why don't you remember? And oh. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really think you've got me mistaken. Like, that's not, that's not me. And she was like, no, you do. And then like the, one of the people I work with who like, you know, puts, brings me off for these jobs, she was like, do you know her? And I was like, no, I don't, but she thinks she knows me. And like, it's kind of funny and like I moved on, but she never really accepted that I didn't, didn't know her. She genuinely thought I just forgot. And then I saw her maybe a month later and she does the same thing. She's like, hi, how are you? Nice to see you again. Go, uh, yes, this is James. He was filming at my house. And I kept coming up to her and be like, I'm so sorry. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't me who filmed yeah. at your house. Like, I do remember you from last time when you yeah. thought you'd be like, it's not me. And she kind of is like busy with people. So she never really, she's always just like, oh, you. And I've seen her now maybe four or five times. And we're at the point where she just goes, hi, you're right. Nice to see you. And I'm obviously have now met her technically twice. Yeah. So I'm like, hi, nice yeah. to see you. But we just have this... She really thinks I've done something more than, and now it's just forever this misunderstanding. I thought you were going to say that she was like, when she was like, yeah, you came over to my house with this guy and like you talked about films for a bit, then you, then you, then <laughs> yeah, you filmed no. me and it turns out she fell asleep whilst no, watching No, she, she's, not, she's not a film person. Really? She's, she's like in her 40s or 50s. So she's not really our audience. So someone out there, you've got a doppelganger who's also a videographer. No, I know, I know exactly the cam op who she's talking about, who doesn't look anything like me, who's about 15 years older than me. Name is James? No. Weird. His name's Tim. And he was the one who did it. And like, we don't look anything alike. Maybe that's her line with people. Yeah. She just says, but, oh, hey, you're, uh, she tries on every guy. You're the, yeah. uh, you're the cam op from the, from the, from the, from the yeah. place. And I saw her on Friday at this, at this like big event. 
and she comes up to Patsy Shaw. She's like, hey, you're right. And I'm just like, hey, yeah, good. How are you? I can't, I can't keep doing this. She refuses to accept that I'm not who she thinks she is. I love and, this. It's some sort of elaborate dare. They want to get you. They want to me, yeah. see if she can do it so many times that eventually you break and you go, I've never met you. <laughs> I've never met you. I, I know don't technically know you. I've now met you six times, yeah. but those don't count. It was false start. She's like, got you. And I just feel, um, yeah, it's it now. That's just it. We will, for, she, we will forever go there, on. There is something thinking this. specifically frustrating about being recognized for something that, that isn't you. Yeah. And it's something banal as well. It's not like she recognizes something really great or bad. It's just like- And no. they think you're rude for not remembering like a yeah. whole day. And other people are like, do you know each other? I have to be like, no. And it's not because I've not remembered. <laughs> I do sympathize. You know what I'm like with dates and And she's lovely as stuff. well. I'm not going to be rude. Yeah, of course. But you know what I'm like with dates and memories yes. and stuff like- um, And a couple of times I'll be talking to people from school, some of my friends, and they'll be like, oh yeah, because you were really into that school. And I'll be like, mm, nope, no, I wasn't. And they'll be like, yeah, you used to talk about it all the time. And I'll be like, no, I know- you've been into that school? It's sorry, I was into that at school, oh, like, right, right, like right, a subject. Right. It could be a film, it could be anything, whatever. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh yeah, you're really into that at school. I was like, no. And then like, but you do like it. And I say, yeah. But then in my head, I'm like, I can't tell them that I know for a fact that I got into it in, in November 2015, <laughs> three years after I left school. So you I don't show that kind of restraint No, with I me. just, I, of course not. No, no. But with them, I go, mm, just go, oh, no, I don't, don't think so. And they're like, <laughs> nope. yeah, you do, yeah. Not me. Not me. I was at the doctors. <laughs> I was at the doctors. Uh, so... Mm. Don't do that. What a bad way of ending that anecdote. Yeah, you have to sometimes just let go and be like, "That's I will let you believe that because just, there, there's no, there's not going to be a conflict point. It's like people- Where it was you were there at the scene of the crime. Yes. Like that's not going to happen, It's I hope. also where, it's like where many people have where there's somebody at work who works in a different department on a different role like, that, that doesn't, doesn't get their name right and yeah. they just accepted it. I have yeah. a friend that happened to it. It happens in Friends, you know, yeah. where is like the guy who's like, hey, Toby. He's like, I just accept that I am Toby. Yeah. And he doesn't know anything. A guy went to my school who his parents are Greek and his name is Elias. But the entire time we were at school, he was Elias. Huh. And it was only until like our last year that he was like, you know, actually my name's Elias. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, Elias or Elias. <laughs> yeah. like, I've been calling you this name and you've only just told me. Yeah. And you've let everyone all here call you this name. I, I was like, well, I'm sorry. I, so what do you call him now? Well, no, I haven't seen him since school, but I was like, yeah, yeah. it's Elias in my head. I have to be respectful. <laughs> I just feel bad that you never corrected anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're there like yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't. Know, I don't have anything to retort with with that Greek. Welcome to episode eighty-two Two. of Pulp Kitchen. Uh, if you're a new listener, if you're a regular listener, welcome back, guys. Welcome. It's going to be a slightly different episode today. We've done these types before, yeah. but we're gonna we're hitting the halfway point of the year. We have. We will do by the time this is out. Mm-hmm. Hit halfway point of the year. Solstice. We wanted to, we did a fun little check in at the start of the year, looking at all the releases this year and like cherry picking the ones that we were excited in, what yeah. ones we didn't really know about. Six months has now gone by, and we have a much better idea at what we're going to be talking about the rest of the year. Right. So I thought it'd be fun, interesting, stimulating to run oh, through wow. ooh, the next six months because we've got some lot of solid release dates now. That's right. Really fun things. And I just thought we could react to them so that when they come out, we have more of an informed discussion and we can reference this chat. Absolutely. And, and so that you guys know what's coming out and what we're going to be covering. Also, we as we have been doing for a few weeks now, we do release bonus content. So last yes. week we put out a bonus spoiler discussion about The Flash from yes. our, our review last week. And what we're going to be doing this week is a review of Still, the Michael J. Fox documentary, which if you listen to our Splash, Splash? <laughs> Flash spoiler discussion, that uh, topic came up about Michael J. Fox. That was Aquaman's rejected name. Yeah. <laughs> Splash, no. You got The Flash, you, you got, got The, the Splash. Splash. <laughs> uh, 
So that's going to be our bonus episode this week. It's a documentary that came out recently about Michael J. Fox, his, his career and his uh, struggle with Parkinson's. I've seen it. We're going to review that in the bonus episode. We're also going to do some more emails in the episode as well. So look out for that later in the week. Okay, so George, looking at the next six months, I have done my best to compile. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pile a list of every film. We've got some TV shows of note in there. It is surprisingly hard to get accurate release dates. For, yes. I had to cross-reference multiple listicle articles mm. where like, a lot of these are different. So my main thing is take the exact release date with a pinch of salt, but mm. I'm pretty sure within a, week of, you, within, within a week or two of when I say the date is when it's coming out. Are you doing UK or US release dates? I'm trying to do UK release dates. So for people not in the UK, bear, bear with. But you know, this is when we're going to be covering it yeah. and when the rest of the world is going to be covering it. it. Thank you for putting this list together. I'm That's interested right. to hear... What's coming up? I actually started doing it because I like to now put film releases in my calendar. That's right. And I try, try and time it with when we record to when, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's coming out. I should really try and see that yeah. before the date. So I just thought, why don't I fill out the rest of the year if I can and we can react to it. Coming into July, we've got Elemental from Pixar. Right. I've heard like nothing about this. I've heard nothing about it. It's coming out. Bit, it's out now in the States. Is it? Which makes me even more a bit concerned. Why that, like, it be so quiet? Yeah, and I don't think it's... We haven't heard the Americans talking about it. The Americans. Someone, <laughs> the Ameri- go, someone phone the Americans. Find me an American yeah. now. <laughs> Kensington 5614. Like, like ear and yeah, speak, yeah. <laughs> Hello, this is Washington. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Elemental? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I love Pixar's abstract phase. Oh, I'm so done with it. I'm so Another done. amorphous, bodiless, yeah. uh, feeling element emotion. Oh, we're playing on, look, it's water and fun. Yeah, I, I, I know. You stop making the same film. Inside Out, I enjoyed, but parts of it I thought were a bit like over, over conceptualized. I think the writing team need to ease off the LSD. Yeah. Come back to the office. Yeah, come probably. down, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. get, get under some oppressive fluorescent lights. <laughs> And write something a bit more yeah. tangible. And Soul as well. Like Soul was a great movie until yeah. he falls through the manhole yeah, at the beginning, really, and then it becomes this really hot, enjoying it. I know. The joy, like the twelve stops, minutes, just yeah. like the music does when he falls yeah. in. Um, oh god, yeah. So that's a shame. Um, but you know, you know, I'll 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 judge it fairly when it comes. And along. on the same day is Insidious, I think five, The Red Door, which uh, is happening. There will be another one. Uh, I think Insidious one had some value. Mm. I've, never, I've never seen scale. any of them. In the early, before the sort of James Wan uh, brand of horror was really overdone, Insidious wasn't that irritating to watch at the time. It genuinely had some really good scares in it. I could barely tolerate two, because it was not very good. And three, I stopped watching after 20 minutes and haven't seen any more since. Hands off to you for even trying. Yeah, I did try. I was like, oh, give it a go. No. Insidious, that's one that Annabelle's a spin-off from, right? No. No, that's Conjuring. Oh, Patrick uh, Wilson is also in all of these. So Patrick Wilson is in Conjuring and Insidious. No, no, yeah, yes, yes. So he's in all of them. Patrick Wilson is in, but not the same character. No. So Patrick I'm Wilson so is in Insidious. He's yeah. this like cursed boy who's followed by a demon. 
And then in The Conjuring, he plays a ghost catcher with Vera Farmiga. Yes. And in the first Conjuring film, they, there's like a shop and there's an Annabelle doll, which is referenced, and Annabelle then gets its own. Right. Its own Nothing series. to do with Insidious. Separate thing. Separate thing. Uh, great, cool. Won't be watching it, sadly. Not engaged. Moving further into July, on July 14th, we've got Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. Coming out on my birthday. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Nice. Just for me. I did. Thanks. Getting, thanks so for I think I told you this briefly yeah, at our did. screening. There is currently a sort of behind closed doors cinema war going on between mm-hmm. Tom Cruise and Christopher Nolan. Both of those films are very much competing mm-hmm. for the large cinema space. Tom Cruise was very bullish on not bringing the release of Top Gun Maverick early when people weren't yet going back to the cinema he was like no push it push it i put all this effort all this time this is made for the big screen we shot it on imax i want it to wait and obviously it goes on to not only be great but like a huge box office success so he's trying to basically we talked about this before the the big film companies are doubling down on the big screen you want to go and we talked about this when we saw flash like you want to you want a reason to come to cinema here's the biggest thing we can think of shot in the biggest way possible with the biggest camera we could Please pay £25, £30 to come and see it. We promise it will be worth it. And so far, like a lot of them are. And that's why the marketing for Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, has been like, look how we've done this amazing stunt that you will only see the best way. Here's a seven-minute featurette about this stunt and how cool it is. Tom Cruise is there. And then similarly, you've got Christopher Nolan coming out uh, the next week, who is the, you know, he is the love child of big screen cinema. He's coming in with his film Oppenheimer. Every time he does a film, more and more percent of it is shot on IMAX The words imax are synonymous with nolan the words imax just follow the word oppenheimer and yeah. you and i have talked about booking uh oppenheimer tickets and yes. we, it just doesn't even st- there's no begin. way not to yeah. see it yeah we're going to try and see it in pro- the projected imax film which yes. is hard to find but we will we will do it and yeah so he he very much created the dramatic imax in cinema that we know today they are apparently uh, like you you buy a certain number of screens for a certain number of yes. weeks and then you lose your time nolan already pre-booked i think three weeks exclusivity with 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 the thing tom Cruise is basically coming after them and saying, can you now split some of your days with Mission Impossible if it's still making money after two weeks? Mm. So we might have a situation where you want to go and see Oppenheimer, but they're still going to be doing screenings for Mission Impossible. Oh, interesting. So we'll watch watch this space. I'm looking forward to both of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Mission, Mission Impossible is one of those things. It is, it is the, and I hate to use this because it's slightly snobbish, but I've, and it's not my own. I've read this somewhere else. But it's when people say that Mission Impossible is the thinking man's Fast and Furious yeah, franchise. Yeah, sure. Which is like, yeah, let's do everything the Fast and Furious franchise does, but with logic and with uh, discipline. Yeah. Uh, and it, and uh, similarly to Fast and Furious franchise, had like a soft reboot halfway through in, into its third film. Seems to be getting bigger and bigger as bigger they go bigger, along. More self-aware and in a way. Also wrapping up now, this is the first yes. of the final two, two I guess, two uh, parts, yeah. Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, I, 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 you know, I, it's all, these, these films have a very specific joy, which is like the plot is kind of I never secondary. think about the plot No, afterwards. but I just, I like watching slick, well-executed, yep. disciplined action and... Uh, Christopher McQuarrie back on back at the helm. Yeah, Fallout was great. Uh, and I, he, I look forward to... Um, I look forward to watching it. So then, as I already said, the week after that, on July 21st, we've got the ultimate Barbie versus yes. Oppenheimer. Yes. Greta Gerwig's Barbie, which has been, I think a lot of people who aren't necessarily into film, all, everyone I speak to is looking forward to Barbie. When's yeah. Barbie out? Cannot wait for because that. Because it is, it's, it's, you're taking an iconic brand and you're pairing, you, it, with, Stephen, pairing really? it in a in a style that does not seem typical with that. If oh, you said director, Barbie yeah. movie to somebody, they have so many different ideas. Straight they, to video. Like, oh no, no. <laughs> it's live action. It's Greta Gerwig. Mm. It's Margot Robbie. It's Ryan Gosling. People are thinking completely different things. Yeah. 
properly also, well thought out. Give a shout out to Michael Keaton as Ken in Toy Story 3. Yes. Oh my god. So, so funny. Yeah. So so, so funny. funny. Um. Anyway, uh, and in Toy Story two, the Barbie sequence was really oh, funny. Yeah. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Uh, and also that week as well, we've got They Clone Tyrone, which is a Netflix project starring John Boyega and Jamie Foxx. Don't know if you've seen the trailer for this. It came out, I think, this week. Uh, I have not seen the trailer for that. Sorry, we didn't also just talk about Oppenheimer there, but we've just said that we, 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 yeah, we, we want to see it. Oppenheimer like, cannot wait. It's a big point. It's yeah. huge and long and yeah. big. We will see it on the biggest screen we can in projected film, yeah. They Clone Tyrone is, and I quote, a series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy. Also starring Tayona Paris. Oh yeah, I like Tayona Paris a lot. Yeah. What else is she in? She was in WandaVision, but she was also in oh, yeah. um, uh, Mad Men and Chirac yep. and, and much else besides. She's just a really good actress. Big week that'll be. Yeah. The week after that, rounding up the end of July, we've got The Marvels. That is, yeah. speaking of Tone of Paris, she'll be in there. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, Marvel. Again, it's uh, same as Secret Invasion. Like, I'm so... I'm unless flat, the Secret Invasion, flatlined. Our yeah. podcast is flatlined. Is that really, is that really brutal? Our podcast is We both went quiet. Like, there was no yes. beats. Yes. Like, no, we just went, you know, we, do you we have feel a take nothing. on We this? don't feel anything bad. It's just, we don't, because you know what it is, we don't know how we feel. Is it part of it? Is, and I felt the same with uh, uh, Captain Marvel, where, like, I was like, do I go and see this? I remember, mm. like, being in an office job, be like, shall I go? I was, is like, that, trying to, like, get people to tell me to go. And is that a film? That is a film. Right. So that's good. That, that's <laughs> but a if you told me it was a TV show, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. So that's a mixture of Captain Marvel, Tayona Paris from WandaVision, mm. and Miss Marvel. So Portana Paris, she's going to be doing all sorts of junkets that month. Oh my god! <laughs> and then coming into August, we've got another double release. We've got the Meg Two. Did you see the Meg One? Didn't see the Meg One. Neither. It's a bloody megalodon. It's the megalodon. And um, then we got TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, yes. Uh, I think we mentioned that when we talked about uh, Spider Verse, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. But similarly, it's another iconic very 90s influenced brand mm. that has been reimagined i'm not saying spider-man's the 90s but you know what i mean um sort of reimagined and and it's like finally a film studio said you know what they were like originally a cartoon idea why are we getting people in latex doing it or why are we even getting cgi humanoids to do it yeah. let's make it really frenetic and liberate ourselves with an uh, uh, animation so, i feel like that's seth rogan behind that and there's a lot of seth rogan and evan goldberg talent. producing it yeah i, I, I i'd Burn be, I, I'd be up for seeing that i can't help but feel like and this could be an age thing but did did turtles ever really hit in the uk like it did in the states because uh, i feel i feel like i really didn't wasn't aware of it it was on, no time. i remember the cartoons being on when i was a kid yeah the, the animated series i, I never really i remember power rangers being bigger oh yeah power rangers way bigger yeah yeah um I guess they'll be doing that one next. Coming up next on August 9th is The Nun 2, which is another spin-off of a James Wan thing. So The Nun was in The Conjuring 2. So there's the, so that's another Conjuring verse. The Annabelle verse, they call it. Yes, they? the Annabelle right. verse. So that's another spin-off of that. That's Sirens are on our own. Pass. And that's getting, it's, yeah, that's, I, oh God, real Sirens. Sirens keep going. Um, yeah, pass. The following week on August 11th, we've got another double. We've got Gran Turismo, which is the game, uh, the film of the game well, starring Orlando. Yeah, but it's, and... but it's not just that. It's, it's not, because remember, there were, it's, yeah, it's, it's based, it's based on, on a, a true story. story of a guy who was like so good at Gran Turismo, they offered him the chance to actually race the car. Yeah. What puts me off of it is it, it takes a kind of fairly ludicrous concept. I know it's based on true story, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. a fairly ludicrous concept, and you've got 
actors being really, really serious. serious. Yeah. Like David Harbour going, this is the fight of your life. You drive, you die. If you die in the game, you just reset. Yeah. Here it's, yeah. And, uh, but mm. I, I know what you mean. There's a lot of red flags to that, but it could be like, it could really sort of 360 and actually end up being quite self-aware fun. Yeah, sure, sure. Also Haunted Mansion. Do you know, hang on, hang on, oh, sorry, go on. sorry, back up. I'm trying to think of the last racing movie I liked. I didn't really like Ooh. Ford v Ferrari. I didn't no. like, didn't like- Rush? I've never seen Need for Speed. Um, Rush, yeah, Rush was okay. I thought, was I, thought okay. I liked yeah, Rush, Rush at the time. I've not seen it in, uh, since it came out. Yeah, Rush was okay. Um, that's it that's really. That's true, do racing did, films not work? Did you see Need for Speed? No. Car chases work, but yes. racing around a track. Where it's just racing. I'll give it to Rush. What about Talladega Nights? Yeah, it's more of like, it's basically Anchorman. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I go real fast. Uh, and then also we've got Haunted Mansion, which is a Disney fantasy so, comedy. We've got Jared Leto, Lakeith Stanfield, Ryan Gosling, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, and Danny DeVito starring in that. Great, great cast. But wasn't that a film with Eddie Murphy in 2003? Didn't they try and do it? Because this is based off a ride at Disney. Oh God, it might have been. So this is based it? off a ride at Disney. I think they did one with Eddie I mean, Murphy. I don't remember that well at all, but it sounds like Eddie Murphy in 2003, you know, in between I, Dr. Doolittle sequels yeah, coming out. And the inventors, was it the something of Pluto Nash or something? Daddy Daycare. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that will be short-lived and live mostly on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I, I saw a trailer for it and really wasn't, it wasn't jumping off the screen for nope. me. Uh, coming up on August 18th. I'm sorry if we sound very negative. We, we are just trying to give an We've honest We've got to be take, honest. And yeah. I hope we're proven wrong by a lot of these. It's also, it's warm today. It's just it's making hot, us muggy. Let's go, let's keep going. Uh, next up on August 18th was Blue Beetle. Again. Apparently, James Gunn says that is the first character in the next phase of, in the it's new phase the new of beginning. DC. Turn um, a page. Just looks, just more Jack. of like, what? what is this? What are you trying to get? It doesn't feel like the new start I want. No, it feels song. very generic and uh, rote. August 31st, we've got Ahsoka coming to Disney Plus, which is the Ahsoka series based on the character Ahsoka from the Clone Wars and also Mandalorian. Um, you know how I felt about the Mandalorian, didn't finish season three for the reasons I already stated. Yeah. And the fact that the TV version of Star Wars is now getting so bloated and multiversal, uh, not mm. sorry, multiversal, multi-storylined and, and it's becoming as big and as sort of weighed down as the film. Do you remember how being. clean Mandalorian was yep. when it came out? It's, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all So it's I, I, don't, I don't relish that. And also I think the Star Wars shows have been hit or miss. It's not, I mean, Mando's great, yeah. except for when I went back and watched it. But like, I was thinking the other day about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That really wasn't, as good as it should be. No, it really was not it was, that good. It, yeah, it, it, you, I feel like if we, it sounds so bad, but if we sat down for, for a day, yeah. I'd come up with some really interesting ideas to, to come back with. It, for for Obi-Wan Kenobi, yeah. that was better than what the show yeah, was. Like. I yeah, I know it's the classic thing, but like there's a lot to unpick there. Yeah. Next up in September 1st, we've got The Equalizer 3. Denzel Washington in, this is the, this is the brand movie. Yeah. of uh, men coming out of retirement who oh, are now God, living yeah. in a peaceful life who need to use their special skills to, oh, I'm being called. Is that Denzel Washington? I'm so sorry, oh Denzel. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, the devil comes for you right before the, what did he say to Will Smith? Is that Denzel? Yeah, he said, you know, the devil comes for you at your highest point. The devil comes for you. Yeah, something like that, yeah. When Will Smith accepted his Oscar, he was like, <laughs> you know, D said this to me, the devil come for you at your highest point. Thank you, D and Denzel Washington, which is that like, Take my wives. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, well, uh, I've not seen any Equalizer. equalizer. Never seen Equalizer. Is the first one meant to be good? I think actually that does have its following. I've heard that, especially the Equalizer Two, is solid, dependable, 
if you want that kind of movie, that's where you get it. It's 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 like the Taken area area, and you've got Denzel who always nails it. On September fifteenth, my birthday, we've got a Haunting in Venice, which is the third Poirot, <sighs> Branagh, the mustache still doing those. Long. Yeah, I I didn't see two. I'm a huge. I mean, I haven't seen these in years, but I big big soft spot for the David Suchet Poirots yeah. of yesteryear. You know, the 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 nineties and the noughties old British television show that I think in America is available on like PBS and you know mm. David Suchet with his you know did you ever watch those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little it. madame and he's doing that and he yeah. was just fantastic. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic and really great stories. If you go back and watch Poro now, there's so many episodes of people who would then go on to be famous. Yeah. There's like one episode with Michael Fassbender. And I'm like, oh is there? Wow. Sorry, massive tangent. We've never spoken about mm. this uh, and it's relevant today because um when we did our review of films coming out in 2023 at Christmas, mm. look ahead. We talked about The Killer. Which, which I've got on this list. Yes, although apparently I've heard that's been pushed back. We'll get there. Okay. But that stars Michael Fassbender. We said, what happened to Michael Fassbender? We then broke one of our like, break of a Christmas mm. and people messaged me. And speaking of racing movies, oh, yes. I was completely unaware that Michael Fassbender has basically spent the last five years being a racing driver. <laughs> and he did Le Mans. And there's an actual, I've seen, apparently there's a YouTube documentary made about him. And I've even seen a clip where they say to him like, would you rather win an Oscar or win Le Mans? And he's like, well, you know, the thing with me is... <laughs> doesn't sound no, like but him. he's got that fantastic, like, half German, he half Irish like, accent. He sounds like the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, Littlefinger. <laughs> Littlefinger. Sansa. Sansa Stark. Right. But you know, he's like, well, he's, he's got that... Uh, I can't do it now, but he's got a very distinctive he's way of speaking. He's not really kind of... No, 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 like, he's, that's no. too Irish. He's, he's German-Irish, so he's like... He's got very clipped, got clipped sort of, Irish. He's got a sort of like... No, he's too, that's no, too he's Irish. Bring German. it back. You're too Colin Farrell, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he said that he would rather win Le Mans than uh, uh, the, the, an Oscar. It's really interesting. I, I, we were there just going, where has he gone? He's like, it must yeah, be he's... nice to be like one of the most sought-after actors yeah. earning, I see, millions of pounds a job. Just be like, I'm going to cool it for five years and just drive and get really good at that. worry you that like, if you cool it too long and you get to come back and people are going to go, Michael who? No, I think Fassbender. He did all those comic book films. It's Magneto. Mm. You don't forget. You don't back forget up, that sorry, back to the uh, David Suchet. Back to uh, Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> okay, so look, I didn't see. I didn't see Murder on the Orient Express, and I heard I it was. Did see mm. that one, and it, I don't remember much from it. Right. Uh, I I saw some of Death on the Nile over my shoulder on a plane. Classic. And such I, a plane film. And I was like, oh no, what the hell's going on? I, I just mm. I don't like the whole look of those films. I don't like Kenneth Branagh with the huge, you know. Um, uh, Dustpan and brush moustache yeah. um, and the whole. We talked about this when we talked about Oppenheimer, mm. but Kenneth Branagh doing an accent, really even though you know it. he's Kenneth Branagh, but he's not as good as Suchet. He's, he's, he's more often in an accent than he is as himself. Be yourself, Ken. We like it when you're yourself. <laughs> That's what's really cool. Um, I didn't know there were, I'd never heard of a haunting in Venice with uh, the, that story before. It's sort of like got horror elements I, I'm to it. I'm going to tell you this now, with the way that cinema is going, they're going to do sort of an Avengers style team up where it's going to be uh, uh, Poro. And at the end of this, there's going to be an end credit sequence where Miss Marple comes in and it's like, <laughs> duh, duh, finally, <laughs> Marple versus Poro. Yeah. The Agatha Christie matchup. Versus Godzilla versus Kong yeah. versus Sisu. <laughs> it looks like it is Godzilla. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And then in September 22nd, we've got a film from Gareth Edwards called The Creator, which uh, stars John David Washington. Yes, go on. Point up. Sorry. I always get them confused. Gareth Edwards and Gareth Evans. One this did The Gareth- Raid and one did Godzilla. This is Gareth Edwards who directed Rogue One. And No, Godzilla. that was Ryan Johnson. Gareth Edwards did- No, Rogue One was- Gareth Edwards. Yes. No. The yes. Ryan Johnson's no, last no, no, Jedi. No, no, no. Ryan Johnson's last Gareth Jedi. Gareth Edwards is Rogue One. And Gareth- 
Evans is the raid. I don't have that information with me, but I believe you. So the while you Google that, the one thing that's really interesting about this film is that um, in the people who know lots about cameras, which I like to include myself with, when this trailer dropped, which looks like big sweeping sci-fi, it looks like as expensive as films get, right? No one knows about the quality, but it looks big. This film was shot on a camera called the Sony FX3, which for people who don't know, is a camera, the equivalent of that camera that's pointing at me right now. So that is like the Canon version of it. The FX3 is a camera that is that big, that shoots a similar spec and bit rate to that camera. Wow. And they've shot this, I don't know if you've seen the trailer, this whole film with it. And it's like, I'd love to hear more about why they chose to do that and what the decision was. It's probably because of um, being in a small rig, but crazy that this is the first film that's been shot on a non like cinema camera like wow. a more of a sort of prosumer well, professional I, I, industry I, I, thing no there have been films that no, have no, been of course, shot that look that look like this that and what's it called again the creator and pre premise uh, it is, the uh, quote, the creator is an upcoming American science fiction action thriller film directed by Gareth Edwards from a screenplay written by Edwards and Chris Weitz. Uh, we don't have much of a premise here. Gareth Evans did The Raid. Gareth Edwards did Rogue One. Thank and you. And Godzilla and this. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, a post-apocalyptic post thriller involving a future impacted by a war between humans and AI. Like, it looks very... Um, oh, yes. I don't know if I... I'm just showing George some oh, clips. Like, yes. you would never know that this wasn't shot on a, a big boy camera. Love it. Love and it. So there's all these conversations of like, oh, I don't have all the equipment. I need like to make a film. Like you probably made, can. So Gareth Edwards made Monsters. Do you ever see Monsters? No, but I heard Scoot McNary, which is one that which was like an in, the indie version of a, of an alien invasion thing, where it was really like it was kind of like before Sunrise meets uh, War of the Worlds, and you have and, and and again it was like he made that for you know twenty p and a couple of biscuits, mm. and and he managed to make a success out of it and. It looks like from that, he's gone back to his roots and said, we're going to do this on, you know, essential kit, yep. not, not big cinematic stuff. And then, you know, very carefully craft in uh, um, the cinema magic where we need to. I think yeah, that sounds interesting. I, I, that wasn't on my radar at all. I look forward to it. And then the same day is Expendables 4. The fourth. Ex-Performables, is this written? Oh, are they putting, they putting uh, the four as the air? Oh, Ex-Performables. Yeah. Um, never seen one. any of them. I've seen the first one. And? It was fine. First one was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of cool. They're all together and it's like decent action. Then the, I never heard good things about the rest of them. So no. I never, I never went. All I remember is that they brought Kelsey Grammer into the third one. And I was like, Frasier? Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> Coming up uh, in October now on the 6th, we've got Craven the Hunter, which I feel like is going to be pushed. This is starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, right? Okay. You know Craven the Hunter. No. And this is like the part of the expanded Marvel verse so like it'll come in the same thing that venom and morbius are oh right it's the sony verse yes the sony verse. is it definitely sony yeah the sony version um aaron taylor johnson i like a lot and who's very hotly tips to play james bond but yes. i can't say i'm a huge I, I i really feel it's gonna be sort of snuck out and I'd love to be proven wrong, but I'm, th I'm just thinking, yeah, Morbius. <laughs> It'll be another Morbius. And then on the same day, we've got Loki season two. Yeah, I'm interested. Kiki Kwan's in that as well. Let's not forget Oscar winning Kiki Kwan. Uh, I'm sure Kiki Kwan's role in it will actually be quite small in the way that Richard E. Grant's role was quite small yeah. in Loki. Like, a a small but significant. He'll have a world. He'll have a world. He'll have, he'll have a good, and, and people will tweet about it the, 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 the days after. Um, I like Loki. I like Tom Hiddleston. I, the, Loki really redeemed a lot of things for me that I didn't like. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think I'd like Marvel TV shows. Yeah, I was never a big fan of Loki as a character, and they made it work. I like Owen Wilson doing non-blonde, floppy-haired Owen Wilson. Yeah, 
And um, I was like, that's how you do a cool TV and show. I really felt yes. like big enough to and be its own thing. Really well conceptualized. I love the 70s, 80s silent running kind of infused yeah. design. I was all for that. I would be interested to see where they go with it. I, yeah. And, but yes, I will, I will tune in. An interesting end to season one as well. With yes. The whole Kang stuff. It'd be fun to see where they and take that. And much better than they ever did with Kang and Ant-Man as well. Yeah, you? way better. Uh, coming into October 20th, we've got Killers of the Flower Moon, oh. which we talked about ad nauseum. <laughs> Cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Give me more Scorsese. Go check uh, out James's bonus episode about The Irishman as well. When we talked yes. about Scorsese's most recent thing. On the same day, we've got Next Goal Wins, which stars our German-Irish Michael Fassbender, yes. directed by Taika Waititi, yes. this which is, is on based the... on a true story. Yeah, this is about the American Samoan football team, I believe. Yes. And uh, like a very famous result they had. It's in, 3 0, I think. Yeah, something, something crazy in, in the, the 2014 loss ever. World Cup. Um, it's got, yeah, I, I, I've, this has been on the radar for a while. And I can't wait to see it. Um, again, not only to see Fastbender, but I think I, I want to see Taika Waititi, see if he can, you know, he's Capture done the, the Marvel stuff. Of something different. And he did Joe Rabbit in between. But I'm like, can you just, let's see if you can play your comedy skills and stuff. It on sounds like else a Taika Waititi film. Yeah. When you put it on paper, I'm like, yeah. I like a the Taika Waititi film that's got 20% less Taika Waititi in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I like a light, slightly restrained Waititi Yeah, where he wasn't given infinite budget. Yes, infinite that's license. what's like, we actually me. need to sell Where every <laughs> single re, um, second of real estate and oxygen in the film is, is made up of jokes. Also that day, George, is Trolls 3, which I'll need you to see for the uh, for the show. Thank you Trolls very much. 3. Okay, Trolls 3. Great. And if you haven't seen the first two, you'll have to well, catch up Well, we'll have to add it for the Justin It'll be a huge bonus of like one, two, and three ranked, compared, analyzed, the theories. You know, James, you've got the before trilogy. You've also got the Trolls trilogy. The Trolls trilogy. <laughs> the trilogy. They're coming for it. The, the trilogy. trilogy. Thank you. Next up on October 27th, we've got Saw 10. 10. The, X. Ten. Right, you mentioned this briefly to me the other day. <laughs> yeah. Are they counting Spiral from the Book of Saw as the ninth I Saw I can neither then? confirm nor deny. I think they must have. Be. Because I don't remember Saw 9 eight. being, but I remember- Eight being the end, and it was like Saw Eight, the, the, final, the chapter. final chapter. Yeah, and they did, that was 2010, I want to say. And I said they wow. I think they'd left it. They did leave it dormant for ages. And then they made Spiral, which, no, they made Jigsaw. No, Jigsaw's the ninth. That's right, Jigsaw's the ninth. Is this a sequel to Jigsaw? Hang on, let's get this up. Hang on. Isn't it amazing that they called a film the final chapter and then like the producer comes knocking on the writer's room. Hey guys, um, I just got an idea. No, no, we How did many right Saw movies are there? Okay, you've Go got Saw, Saw in mm-hmm. 2004. Mm-hmm. You've got Saw 2 in Great, love 2005. Saw two. That's the one with Donnie Wahlberg, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Great. Saw 3 in 2006. Also good, but a bit sort of starting to unravel. Uh, Saw 4 in Starting's- 2007. They are popping these out one yeah. a year. Yeah. I can't believe... Saw 5, 2008. Uh, weaker. Saw 6, 2009. Mm, not seen it. Saw 3D or Saw the Final Chapter, yeah. Saw 7, uh, 2010. So can I just say from 2004 to 2010, there's one every year. I can't believe that. Wow. Then you have a seven-year break. and yeah, you They get, were Halloween, weren't they? You get Jigsaw in 2017. And Jigsaw, I heard, was actually all, all right. But that, that was then. So that's technically Saw 8. And then you get Spiral with Chris Rock, which I never saw. No, but yeah. looked really interesting, but I heard very, very mixed reviews. Uh, that, that's 2021. And now... Saw X, or sorry, you say Saw 10, but in the same way I say Fast X, it looks cool to call it Saw X, uh, with Tobin Bell returning as- I like Tobin Bell. 
he's, he, he's creepy and whispery. And for a character who died, spoilers, in the third Saw yes. film, he's managed to stay through prequels and logic. Looks, and just like, yeah. he set up so much before he died that they were like, oh, he said Incredibly it. productive oh, killer. amazing. Especially someone who was like terminally <laughs> ill towards the end of his life. Um, Toby yeah. Bell is also one of those actors that when you go back and watch films from like the 80s, he is in like blinking, you miss it roles. Like I remember yeah. watching Tootsie, he's a waiter in it and he like walks past the camera for like, mm. and that's it. You go, wait a minute, that's Jigsaw. <laughs> Uh, and then also on that day is a film called Pain Hustlers from David Yates starring Emily Blunt and Chris Evans uh, about quote uh, after losing her job a woman who's struggling to raise her daughter takes a job out of desperation she begins work at a failing pharmaceutical startup but what she doesn't anticipate is the dangerous racketeering scheme she suddenly entered Oh, and sorry, say they Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt, Luke yeah. Evans, Chris Evans. Oh, sorry, the other Evans. Yes, yes I, I you know, fine, equally charming, and directed by. Uh, David Yates from Harry Potter. Thank you. So that's Fantastic Beasts, yes, Harry Potter. You, yeah. He did five, two, Fantastic Beasts, three. Okay. Uh, coming up in November 3rd was Doom Part 2. Oh, Doom Part 2. Doom Part 2. Uh, I would really like to watch, re- really, <clears throat> I would really like to rewatch Dune Part 1. For me, that almost feels a bit like an anniversary film for us, James, because yeah. I really associate seeing the first Dune with the beginning of this show, which we yeah. saw in like episode six or wow, seven. Wow, was it? And we said, well, we're going to have to come back in two years and just talk about... God, that would have been that I know, much time. I know. We'll have to include a little footage from the first yeah, one. Yeah, from back. the first one. We'll relink um, our review and everything. I, I really like... I really... I don't know. I, there's, there's the things I admired about the first one, but as we've talked about many times, because of that way that film is structured, I don't think it locked in properly no. in my mind. And I, I, I was amazed at how little I've thought about it until the trailer came out for the next one. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, yeah, there was this whole world that they built that I did not click with. So I'd like to rewatch it. I feel the same. I look forward to rewatching part one, unfortunately, on that TV beforehand. Yes. But I, I think I do need to refresh the names and yes. the situation and what the hell Miraculous. happens. I know a load of people got killed, but like I need to, I want to go in. It's like, all re- about the Fremen, James. And, yes. And because it is a real part one, part two, I want to yeah. really like kick off. It's to kick off it's where we Denis, left. Denis Dune Part Deux. Yes, it's perfect. And then November 10th, it's The Killer, which is the Fincher Fassbender film, which well, might be pushed, might not. Oh, well, apparently, if that is coming, then I'd love to see it. And then coming in November 17th, The Hunger... Uh, and yeah, like Fincher Fassbender would be a good combo. Yeah, we talked Have about it before. before? No, never. No. Coming up next, we've got the Hunger Games Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah, uh, we've had a couple of uh, listeners who wrote in and were like, guys, I'm a huge Hunger Games fan. Mm. I've read the prequel. You've got to give it a chance. Hey, Oh, so it is a book? I believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I thought Suzanne they were Collins just putting... Okay, uh, fine, fine. It's got Rachel Ziegler in it uh, who, from West Side Story, who I really like. So okay. I'll, I'll give it the... F- I say I'm going to give it a, f- a fair crack of the whip, but then I only saw two Hunger Games movies and I saw the best two. Mm. So it's it's not for us, is it though, James? Yeah. I would see it for the show, but... You're going to see it for the show? I would Hypothetically, I'd see it for the, the show. Pe- pending, Don't pimmy, yeah. tell my week's like, that week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming up on November 22nd, we've got Napoleon... Starring Joaquin Phoenix right. and Vanessa Kirby, which again I've also heard nothing about. What I will say is that I've seen a s- two seconds of this film in the Apple presentation where they debuted the Vision Pro and, like, you know, the headset they announced. Is it coming out on Apple TV Plus, that is it? Apple movie? Oh, I don't know. I think it was more like cinema and the headset. Okay. I can't, I don't know if that's the thing. Maybe it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ridley Scott. Yes. Wacking Phoenix reuniting in a huge epic film. Yeah, I'm sure you it's know, be you're right. That, that looks like it's targeting an Oscar then. Yes, Maybe they're saving all of their marketing and, and stuff. For, they don't want to burn out too soon. So. Uh, it's an Apple Studios film, Cross with Scott Free. I mean, 
Stanley Kubrick very famously almost made a film about Napoleon and he mm. didn't. And there, there, he had pages and pages of notes about it and, and um, production, you know, pre, there was a lot of pre-production research that went into it. Um, it feels like the kind of project that a director l- l- in later life engages yeah. with in like a kind of either a bit like a Don Quixote kind of approach. Like I'm just going to grab the bull by the horns and it's either going to be a completely foolish endeavor and mm. be like really what the I can imagine it huge van- Yeah, huge van- vanity project. It. Or it could be really interesting. Like I said, I think Ridley Scott is pretty hit and miss in his yeah. later years. I have a lot, I have a huge amount of time for Ridley Scott yeah. and respect. I think he's incredibly He'll interesting. Always, always keep an eye on him. I, I would always hear an interview with him. He's frank, he's mm. terse, he's blunt. And he obviously, he's been a director across many different films for about 50 years. So i not comment on him at all, but um, I can't say I'm... I've mixed feelings about that. If there is an actor to take on a role oh. of that, Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know if I praised him enough when I spoke about Bo is Afraid, about how much he's able to do. I mean, do he gets a lot of film. praise, but yeah, absolutely. He is fantastic. I would in love that. to see a movie with Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver. Oh, yeah. Too strange? No, perfect. I think that could work quite well. Get them in there, get them in the same room. Do you remember when, do you remember that film Midnight Special? Yes. Because you had a bit of, in that, you had a bit of Michael Shannon and Adam Driver. Yes. That was quite cool. I've got some of these as a TBC because they're meant to come out in twenty, like autumn, winter 2023, sure. but they don't have release dates. Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which is the ragtag band Star Wars series starring Jude Law. Have you not heard about this? No. It's a, it's a live it, action. A live action. TV show. TV show. Like I said, it's like, we don't know much about it, but he's been at D23 and they've spoken about it. I think it sort of represents what I think a lot of small Star Wars should be, which is like, you take that feeling of when Luke... Ben, Han, and Chewie all like ended up together in a yeah. ship on an adventure and they happened to stumble across something. I yeah. think you've got to try and capture that feeling. Yeah. Uh, you take, take it away also, from the burden of the Skywalker saga yes, you, and you tell a really great you take, story. You scratch at the skin of the original franchise. You yes. take a sample of DNA and you go over somewhere else and you grow something tiny from that. That's what you need to do. That's why I'm kind of into it. I'm like, let's just rest that. Because Mandalorian was good until yeah. he started leading into yeah. that. And I, I have a lot of time for Jude Law. Jude I like Law Jude is Law. one of those actors when I when I see him turn up because he does do a lot. He does do a lot yeah. of stuff. Remember, he was in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was in this great. Sorry, that's, that's a yeah. racing movie out there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he was in this really great underseen, underrated film called The Nest, which was directed by Sean Durkin, who did Martha Macy May Marlene. What year? 2020. Oh, so recent. Kind of, yeah, so it came out, it was like being in the festival circuit and kind of got lost in the mix uh, with COVID and fine. it just kind of came out on Netflix. Re- I really, really like that film. It's a, just a quick tangent oh, about sounds it. Sounds great. Yeah, he, he, it starts in America in the 80s and he's married to Carrie Coon. He's British. And he says, and he's like a financier, high-flying, complete 80s wealth, and yeah. 80s capital. And he's like, hey, my uh, my old boss in London, he's, he's, he wants me to go back and he's got a new job for me. It sounds amazing. Promotion, he wants me to go. So he, he and his family relocate to America, uh, sorry, relocate to England, big country house. He works in the city in London and stuff. But there's something off and you're not sure what it is. And slowly, Cara Coon, the wife, starts to think that something is off with Jude Law. And the creeping sense of 
misery and suspicion and slight hauntingness. There's almost mm. a slight, it's one of those ones that has like a very vague whiff of like a horror film about it. Mm. There's nothing horror in it at all. Because they move into this big old country house and, and nothing feels right. They keep talking about how nothing just works with them. Mm. And it's like this slow, this slow it's, not, it's not a slow movie, but this sort of gradual creeping sense of we've made something off something's off here mm. and seeing these four members of these families sort of spiral uh i really liked it and the, the period detail for 1980s london was not you know not, not that i was there but it's really interesting it also has an actor i really like in it called adil actor who recently won a bafta he's oh, great nice. um recommend that for anyone who's jude law fan nice. and also what's an underrated movie list. the nest um and then also tbc is agatha coven of chaos the spin-off think- character <laughs> from the spin-off series of one division I think we might have talked about this before. I love Catherine Hahn. Me too. But can't you give her, like, something better than... I mean... I, I, I just don't see it going anywhere. I, don't see, I don't see that show I going see, anywhere yeah. I want to go. Well, That's what's unfortunate. A spin-off of a spin-off. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of that Arcade Fire song, where it's like, a reflector, a reflector, a reflector. Like, are we just going to have an echo going around? I think our comment show? a few months ago is, you get a show. Yeah, yeah. You like that character? Yeah. His brother, here's, here's a whole thing about a cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Silly. And then also along the same vein is Ironheart, who is teased at the end of Black Panther 2, taking on the mantle. We're so cynical about this. I feel really bad. But yeah, just more more stuff that will be out when that happens. Um, More stuff that's going just to exist. uh, Coming up on December the 8th, we've got a film called Leave the World Behind, which is a thriller starring Julia Roberts, Mahashala Ali, and Ethan Hawke. Oh, what a cast. What a cast. And Julia Roberts, who we cast. unfortunately do not see in that many things these days. No. And this is, quote, a family vacation on Long Island is interrupted by two strangers bearing news of a blackout. As the threat grows, both families must decide how best to survive the potential crisis while grappling with their own place in this collapsing world. Love it. Denzel Washington in there as well, apparently. Oh, I love that as a premise. Um, I think it's based on a novel. And well, name of it again, please. Leave the world behind. I love that as a premise. Judy Roberts, you're right, doesn't isn't in that much stuff, but she I yeah. think that's because she chooses her projects quite mm. wisely because she can. She, she said Judy that. Roberts. She said there's no good scripts. Yeah. <laughs> she says that yeah, out in the in the press. Brilliant. We'll see that. Coming up on December 15th, almost there, is Wonka, which is Timothy, again, like we talked about we talked this a while very ago, early, very uh, early. Episode four or something. I think we did some news when the photo of Timothy Chalamet leaning against a thing oh, was yeah. leaked. So look, it's directed by Paul King, who did Paddington, the first first Paddington film. Safe hands. Yeah, right. Who I, who I really, we, we love, obviously we love Paddington. Yeah. And I'm optimistic that this film will understand the offbeat charm of Chalamet. Yeah. And the kooky weirdness of Willy Wonka as a character mm. and be able to meld that into a charming but interesting tale like Paddington. If yeah. you think about it, Paddington's a weird concept. Yeah. Bear comes from Baru, loves marmalade sandwiches. Come on. It's strange. Um, I would, I, I'm, I'm optimistic that they can create a surprisingly charming winning film with that one. I'm almost a bit more skeptical of like, really, a prequel to that character? Guys, what, what characters have we got? Yes. Okay, but, do we know how they yeah, became on, them? Go, there's a movie. I agree. And but Willy Wonka is the about. most interesting character in those films. I, I know they did Cruella. I mean Cruella was all right. Yeah. But I agree, I had forced, I, I had also I had also just forgotten Cruella even existed. <laughs> I, I, I've not thought about it since. But I don't know. I'm 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 I think this one might have a 
just a slight different edge, I'm hoping. Or it'll be completely cynical, sanitized, studio sanctioned stuff. Coming up on December 20th is Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel Unnamed. You are and joking. The only, the only reason I, I want to bring this up is you know how recently in New York there were the wildfires that made everything orange. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed um, people who held their speakers outside their window and played the Dune soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. It was like, fly, fly, fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they were filming ghostbusters afterlife during that orange out of wow. new york and there were, sh- there were there were videos of the uh the ecto one yeah. streaming across the streets which i think if you're filming a ghostbusters film yeah. you must be rubbing your hands together to go oh my god the whole city is orange and we yeah. don't and it's f- and it's free so i cannot i i wouldn't be surprised if they are writing in some sort yeah. of like mustard orange goo, <laughs> orange goo which affected the whole city which they uh, love look i i didn't see the first i one. didn't i didn't see Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've only seen Ghostbusters one, a film which I've always thought a tad overrated. I've never, I've never really, time. yeah. And it I, I think it's fair. You know, I something that I don't think is caught. When I think watch it by back. the time that we got around to watching it, however, even when we were young, yeah. I think it was just not the times have changed. And I, yeah. I, so I've never really been that close to Ghostbusters. I remember saying to you when Ghostbusters Afterlife came out, I was like, "Who's that for?" Who wants to see a Ghostbusters movie now, really? I just don't feel... I think it's people who think they like think they really like Ghostbusters but actually haven't seen it in a really long time. It's a bit like when they made Men in Black International. I'm like, look, I love Men in Black. I forget But who, who these days is walking around talking about Men in Black? Yeah. It's invisible Completely. In, in the landscape now. So, um, yeah, uh, 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 fine. It, it can exist, but whatever. The last one on uh, Boxing Day, which is December 26th for people who aren't. British. Uh, Aquaman. Oh, yes. Hang on a second. They don't. The Americans don't don't call no, it Boxing Day. They do. What do they call it? No, they don't call it that. I think they just call it the day after Christmas. The day after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you have to be very direct. Could our Australian listeners please confirm or deny whether you call it Boxing Day? Boxing Day. Boxing Day. What are you doing? Boxing Day. Barbecue Day. Barbecue Day. Barbie Day. Yeah, we just have a bar- That's all we do on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, following um, the Flash and Aquaman sort Look, of being in there. The Flash. It got away with it and surprised me. I'm not now going to sit down and go, I need to rewatch all the DC stuff. Yeah, I can't oh wait to see Aquaman. I, I remain unmoved. And if people come out to me and say that Aquaman 2 is amazing, like The Flash was. Then, I'll very happily go and see it. But until I'm then. Not, I'm not, I don't think I'll watch it for the show. No. Obviously, guys, that's the end of my list. It doesn't include all the no. uh, all the films that are coming out this year, but obviously for time, just wanted to throw a few out there. We would love to hear what films Absolutely. did we mention that you are really, really interested in? Is there anything we've not mentioned that you really want us to cover? I'm sure there are, and I'm sure we'll become aware of them, but by all means, send them our way. There might be something we completely missed that we'd be happy to talk about. Send that in to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. Yes. I didn't have anything to say, but I'm just going to say yes to what James said. <laughs> yes. yes. The show. <laughs> do it. Now. Let's do some emails. So it's that part of the show where we read some emails out. This week, uh, we've got a few that have come into hello at pulpkitchenpodcast.com. This first email is from Dan, who says, Hi. Hey, guys. This is Dan from New York City. Does he say it like that? No, he doesn't, but I'm saying it like that because he's our first named written-in correspondent from New York, New York City. City. We've not had a correspondent from you know New York City before. You know, they say if you can make it there, you, you can, can make, make it, it anywhere. Uh, we both love it, don't we? Yeah, it just went. Fantastic. I just recently found your podcast and love it. I've long said that my dream job would be a movie critic and thank goodness for Letterboxd. If I'm allowed to plug, please follow me at, I will, I will read out Dan's account. Yeah, it, no. it is DJ L, sorry, DJ Lopresti, DJ L-O-P-R-E-S-T-I. There you go, Dan. 
Hope you get many do followers. Do you DJ in your spare time and are you DJ Lepresti? I believe he is a DJ Lepresti, nice. yeah. Uh, for following to keep that kind of dream alive, but your podcast gives great analysis in a fun and digestible way. Thank you so much. My question, and apologies if it's been asked before, but what movie do you love for no reason? I.e., mm. it's not a masterpiece and it's not university love, but for some reason it speaks to you. Essentially, a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> We've had this quite a few yeah. times. Mine is Free Guy, and I have no idea why, but I can't get enough of it. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Would love to hear yours. Thanks, James. You know, okay, so I, I have a few. National Treasure, but I think we know why yes. that's perfect, and it's it's probably the most perfect film ever. Um, I like Godzilla 98. Yes, I've not seen it in before. a really long time, but I have a real warm, yeah. cozy spot for it in my head. It's not a masterpiece. No. But if you if it was if I was flicking through TV and I saw Godzilla ninety eight, I would definitely yeah. watch it to the end. And then, do you remember a film called Holes, starring Shia yeah. LaBeouf, by based on the novel by Louis Sacher? Yes, and we read great, that because we read that in English at school. Oh, nice! Yeah, and a great film. I'm up on God's thumb. Yes, yeah, that's a film. And, um, and the why, beach. Why, why, so why is that so? Many, why is that a comfort film for you? Because I would have watched it when I was younger. Got it. And I remember it fondly, and I think it has like a fun twist to it. And then um, Sirens on Orange, and then The Beach with Leonardo yes, DiCaprio. That's a comfort not film a good. Fi- no, I wouldn't say comfort film. He's saying films that for some reason you yeah. just have an affinity for. It's it like especially the second half is bad, but there's something very exciting about the premise it introduces you is to. It, uh, yeah, I thing is, I've watched I watched The Beach when I was like, admittedly like seventeen, five year old, yeah. flagging it again. Yeah. I thought it was fine, but you, uh, so not you, but like I have read people who absolutely hate it. I think it's trash. Is it that bad? No. Uh, the, the the second it really unravels with the sort of with the psychedelics in the oh, in, in, in the, the video game running through, and then there's this really like unwanted, boring second half to do with like drug people who grow yeah. drugs on like the island you're like this is completely unraveled for what was interesting about yeah. the first half of the film again i'm, I'm sort of adding criticisms for a film i haven't yeah. seen in a while but that scene where the uh, uh pure shores by all saints oh plays. yeah it's perfect yeah, but it's the guy the idea of someone on their gap here trying to find purpose and meaning and discovers like a society on an isolated beach yeah. and he joins them and it, all but it also goes. is equally as corrupt it's, as the real yes, world. Yes, yeah. it's meant to be perfect. I just thought it was quite I remember that because written yeah. by um, Axe Garland. Yes. Yes, his collaboration with Danny Boyle. Yes. Um, this is spoiler for the end of the beach, although this is the epilogue of the beach. It doesn't actually end the, the plot, but I remember that because it ends with him in a internet cafe. And it's one of those things where all the, those, the, all the uh, uh, computers, those like um, Mac, you know, uh, multicolored yes, the monitors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and some of them at least were. And I was just like, it's just so. It's 2000, it was made in 2000, yeah. which is so there. Um, I don't think I have one off the top of my head. We've done these kind of things before. Mm. Uh, I'm struggling to think of what I... Uh, I mean, I think any so any sort of superhero thing. Uh, but on Free Guy, I will say that is... I can totally see why you said that for your answer. And, yeah. I, and I do agree. Free Guy is one of those films a bit, a bit like The Flash in a way last week, which was like... I, I I fully understand why people wouldn't like this or people don't go for this oh, and, yeah, and on sure. paper wouldn't go for this. But I watched Free Guy. Uh, me and my girlfriend had an absolute blast and I thought, fuck it, I love that. Since that we, fun. In the week since we watched Flash and discussed it, uh, people are like, oh, what did you see this week? And I'm like, The Flash. And it was great. Like yeah. so much better than I thought. And they're like, really? Like, should I see it? And I'm like, Maybe not. Yeah. Because, like, if I can't, it's hard to recommend if you're not already yeah. going to be interested. Yeah. Also, I said to someone that I, yeah, oh, yeah, surprised and I really enjoyed it. And they were yeah. like, oh, yeah, but was that because you saw it in a screening, you know, sorry, at the cinema? Mm. So it's always 10 to 15% better. And I said, well, yes, but is that invalid? 
isn't every film yeah that tends to be is it, is it, it, yeah just because something is better it doesn't mean, that's not a false reading isn't yeah. that the true I would say reading we saw it properly yes. and not seeing it that is 10 to 15 percent worse exactly use that math dan thank you for your email very much and hello to new york this next one is from matthias friend of the show written in before thank you matthias writes an email subtitled uh, of subject plot holes Hi, James and George. Based on the novel by Louis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the plot of the movie Holes. Uh, hello, James and George. I'm currently saving up on your weekly episodes because I'll be driving to Switzerland in a couple of weeks and I find podcasts are always a good way to keep me awake while I'm driving through the night. Matthias! <laughs> stay awake! <laughs> I always worry that someone who's doing something, not to like blow our ego up, when someone's doing something really important and we're like, this one is from, and then we say their name. They don't like crash the car <laughs> that they're in. And, um, well, I just imagine Matthias is just like, oh, <laughs> this one's from just going <laughs> like down the freeway. But when I got a Spotify alert that you guys are going to be talking about across the Spider Verse, I just had to write in this. I think the Spider Verse film has got the most correspondence of any film we've, we've ever done. We've ever done. I agree. What yeah. ten, maybe close to ten emails now. That I think the, yeah, only, the, the only that we haven't read I think out. We, we had a lot about Guardians, to be fair. Yes, that's true. Guardians that's three, true. but I think across the Spider Verse, ab- unbelievably, yeah. Um, I just had to write in. I'm a huge fan of of Into the Spider Verse, and it's even my favorite Spider Man movie so far. So obviously, I had eagerly, uh, I'd been eagerly awaiting the sequel, and although it exceeded my expectations and was a visual feast to behold i did notice what seems to be a plot hole or so would it you feels like me to, to me at least would you like me to just quickly read james what he says in case this spoils it for you does it spoil? i don't think let it read, spoils let me, just, let me just quickly get this for you because i'm just I, I haven't i haven't got this email in front of me i'm just gonna pull it up i just don't i would hate for you to read this That's email fine. out and read a plot hole out where he says nope nope there's fine there's no no no, no plot hole no um no spoilers there go I did notice what seems to be a plot hole, or, or so it feels to me at least, which brings me to my question. Are certain movies completely ruined for you guys once you notice a plot hole? And what are some of the most memorable ones in your opinion? Mm. In this instance, I can live with it because I can see it being resolved in the sequel in some way. Keep up the great work. You're definitely my favorite podcast out there. Oh, PL, P.S. I also wanted to pinch in regarding favorite movie insult, insults. And I just have to go for kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Quote, look, in, look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No, the de- definition of the word idiot, which you fucking are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just absolutely it's, destroys me every time. Yeah. Kind regards, Matthias. It's, uh, it's Val Kilmer to Rob, Rob, um, Robert Downey Jr. Is yeah. a, a picture of me? No, a definition <laughs> of the idiot, which you fucking are. Which is really funny. Yeah. It's a really good way to get someone where they think yeah. they're being smart but actually they're not classic Shane Black dialogue yeah. um, do you have any off the top of your head any plot holes uh, famous plot, plot I like famous plot holes I think there's some really good I, I'm never like uh, I'm never like disappointed in hearing them I'm always like oh yeah that's like yeah. fun to point I, out I, I, when I hear them I'm always just like yeah I mean these things are the movie, these movies aren't real yeah. and they are it's like saying you do realise that the whole set is made of paper and you, you know <laughs> yeah. it's going to fall down uh, I don't have any what's your like I, I saw one recently that was um, one of the final scenes in Toy Story 2 when Bullseye runs after a plane and someone just stops it and going you're saying a seven inch toy <laughs> donkey can run up to 250 miles an hour uh, after a plane if you like plot holes you should really follow pitch meeting uh the yeah, ryan george who's oh, just so funny and his uh, 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 destroys any film absolutely in and, a smart for the, way for, yeah. but a similar thing where someone would yeah. point out something you're saying like, that they're gonna do that okay yeah <laughs> and like it, like it's not criticism and that's not helpful no. to point that out but it is funny and he always does it through the process of like a producer trying to tell a writer yeah or a writer trying, or to, tell a writer a trying to pitch a, yeah. yeah a pitch script to a to a producer and it's really really funny quite surreal some of it but i find that better than something like 
cinema sins that will just pick some uh, yeah. silly things out of a. Uh, this person moved from over there without picking up that thing. Yeah, but like, it's yeah. just annoying. But the, but do it funnily like a pitch meeting. Yeah, I like the 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 famous one that's really bad is uh, you know about Peter Pettigrew in Harry Potter is that he's a rat and he was on Ron's lap. Yeah, so like a a forty six year old man yeah. was sleeping next to Ron Weasley the whole time, and Fred and George had the map their entire childhood, but never wondered why Peter Pettigrew was sleeping in the same bed as Ron Weasley. <laughs> like, no, and then Harry consequently never. Oh no, he didn't get it till later. But like that, no one ever. Thought that together. <laughs> um, the Dark Knight Rises stock exchange Wall Street crash, where Bane he 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 set he he ruins Bruce Wayne's finances by crashing the stock exchange. But like Wall Street can just nullify that transaction. <laughs> they could just be like, that doesn't count. We're Wall Street. Yeah, like, that was an illegal transaction you made under gunpoint. Yeah, we just don't count that day. Obviously, there'd be a little dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we don't need to like wipe the stock market clean. <laughs> Otherwise, like, the entire economy would collapse. Yeah, many people. Yeah. Um, I, one of my, another one of my favorite ones is in Lord of the well Rings. Well remembered, by the way. Well done. I've got sorry. nothing. So sorry. One, another one of my favorite ones is in the Lord of the Rings when the orcs are taking Merry and Pippin, and they're, they're trying to decide whether or not they should eat them because they haven't eaten anything oh, good that, in yeah. a long time. And there's this big fight about like let's eat them, and then they go no, and they kill one of the orcs who's trying to. Eat them yeah. and the urukai goes looks like meat's back on the menu boys and it's like the orcs have menus yeah. that means they the have cafes the that means they have like restaurants yeah. that means after a long day like digging in yeah. mordor they go boy should we go down yeah. go down the tavern yeah we never go anywhere nice and that they're at a restaurant and yeah. there's not enough meat on it yeah. and they're like what are you gonna have i don't know just <laughs> like the more you I, know. Know, I never thought about it until someone so mentioned it well also the um now you've reminded me of the other one that everyone talks about is the in taken the u2 thing you know that what was it? So in Taken with Liam Neeson, <laughs> yeah, he just got, he thinks his daughter's going out to vi- to visit a oh, friend. She's right? chasing you too. Yeah, yeah. So she realised he finds these dates and he like throws it on the the kitchen table of his ex wife. He's like, "They're tour dates. They're following you too around Europe." And they're like, "Which eighteen year old in two thousand eight is following you too? Look, look, you too. Don't get me wrong. Loads of hits, but yeah. all around Europe in two thousand eight, please. <laughs> At that age, yeah. And then I have one more, um, which is also good. Which is in the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, but the poster. <laughs> who cut who put the poster back up? Look, I, I've heard this it on the It's physically impossible. I hate when people do this because it's so annoying because it is distracting. <laughs> no, it's good. He could he could have lifted it up and, and then got himself in it, it would have just flopped back down behind it. <laughs> Maybe. I'd love to see that scene in SNL. Him just like, fuck, it's yeah. the perfect plan, but I can't. Maybe, Maybe like a piece of gum and he's like... Can you lift it up like a flip pad? Sirens on our end. Sirens on our end. Big sirens. Whoa. Big sirens. Whoa. They're coming for us. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine they just get louder and louder? Yeah. It's like, get him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, sirens are here! The sirens are here! I'm like another cover agent like, we got him. Um, uh, I, I just find that... I, it's like, I get it, I get it. All I think of these are. Like a flip pad. Can you not lifted it up, got himself in, and it, and, and, it, and it flipped back down behind him? You can flip it up like a flip pad. Yes, maybe. That's true. That's what I. That's my interpretation of it. And also, shut the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> that's what I feel like saying to the internet. Matthias, thank you so much for that. That wasn't email. directed at you, Matthias. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. Although I hope Me, I, I guess. Will, yes, I <laughs> yeah. guess. All the internet. Thank you very much. This next email is from Oliver, who's a friend of the show, who has some more thoughts on Succession Season 4. If people don't remember, a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, we did our whole sort of take on Succession, Please the whole show. Please check that out. Once it finishes, finished. This is a spoiler-free email. Oliver says, Hi, lads. 
Um, he says, I had to write to in to discuss succession with you because I see it from a different perspective, different perspective to you. Although you acknowledge that it is enjoyable episode to episode, you said you couldn't really follow the, hot, the loose threads across the whole series. I would say that this is one of the points of the show. Rather than any particularly strongly held convictions or master plan, each of the siblings is grasping at straws because they are so rich and powerful, the audience assumes that they are more coherent and sounder in strategy than they actually are. The key quote from the series is, is Logan saying, I love you, but you are not serious people. The siblings are playing at being business people, and however much they want to be the successor, their base motivations mean they can never succeed. Yeah, I could go on. Yeah, I agree. I could go on about why I think Kendall is a much more interesting but tragic character than you gave the show credit for, and is not simply reverting back to the same person that he is in series one. But my train is arriving at work, and this email is already too long. <laughs> Again, I love the pod and can't wait for further episodes. Lots of love. Ollie from London, unfortunately not remote at all, sent from Outlook for Android. Um, Oliver, I, uh, yeah, very. I, I think that's perfectly. Um, fine take on your and part lots of film. people you know we sort of mentioned this most people have come out for succession season four because we sort of sort of strayed into the yes, negative as yeah. we were really trying to unpick what we thought had just slightly yeah. gone wrong with it but most of the correspondence we get and we continue to get dms about it was like oh i loved it thought it was a really fitting yes. end to the show uh we're just gonna read this one more from claire which is about little mermaid we're just going to read one more from Claire, who writes in and says, Hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. Hey Claire. Long time, and that I found you guys on TikTok, brackets, ofs, and started listening to you when you were on around episode okay. 10. Sorry, Claire. I don't know what's going on outside. It's just constant. Is it just motorbikes and ambulances but chasing you know each weird other? It's that when you're not here and we're not recording, mostly quiet, hmm. but it's like when the, the hours that you're here are when, like, the, the, the wild hogs are being chased by the police and there's an ambulance. And I, I don't know how much of it picks up on the mic. I don't think loads of it does. No, but we hear it loud and clear. This isn't a rough neighborhood. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Long time in that I found you guys on TikTok, Obs, and started listening when you were on around episode 10. Hey, thanks, Claire. I started from the beginning and have been hooked ever since. Are we bringing the food back for Ep 100? As an OG follower, I believe I'm a friend on TikTok. So that definitely makes me a siren. Yes, okay, we're going to use that. We're going to use it. You're both so engaging, and it's like having my mates around for a film chat each week Love when it. I listen each week. I've always been a film fan, and while my knowledge of film isn't the year's release Rain Man degree... Wait. And while my knowledge of film isn't the year's release Rain Man degree of George's, I do know some random <laughs> trivia <laughs> okay. about films. Hey, wait, break that down yeah. again. <laughs> Even though my... And while my knowledge of film isn't the year's release Rain Man degree of George's, oh, I, <laughs> I do know some random trivia about films. And listening to you, I feel like I could chip in if I was in the room. So if you ever need a guest on, brackets, lol. Hmm. As a mum of two, who's 10 years older than you two, it makes me laugh when you think you're old. As an elder millennial, Doff's cap, I find it a different... <laughs> I find, uh, I find I'm it not as... sure we've ever said we're old, <laughs> just older. Yeah, I think we realise we're getting I'm just, older. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. I find it adds a different element to my reviews of films compared to yours. It's interesting the films that have had an impact on you that have passed me by as I was at another stage in my life. It links into George's rewatch theory because yeah. I... Re uh, which is... Oh, I, uh, but the theory is that I think you should... Uh, Be careful uh, no, about commenting no, it, on a film. It's more that I think any opinion on a film is only valid for five years, and after that, you need to rewatch it. for it, your opinion. You need to renew your opinion of it. Just to, It might have stayed the same, but it might have We're usually saying, ah, oh, I haven't seen it in a while, so pinch of salt with the opinion. Pinch of salt, the, because uh, life changes, opinion. films change. Uh, it links to George's rewatch theory, which because I really believe the place where you're in your life can greatly affect how much a film can resonate with you. Yes. We've talked about this a yes. lot. And particularly with the before films. There have been so many things I've wanted to write to you about. 
about. But this is why I've chosen this week to write in. Ep 80, The Little Mermaid. Please go and check out Little Mermaid Review if you fancy it. Like many, I watch the majority of my movies at home, but certain releases will drag me to the multiplex and the extortionate prices. My husband, brackets, whose own interest has since waned, has set me on a love of the MCU. So I... So I last went alone to watch Doctor Strange. Side, I have no issue with going to the cinema alone. Don't know if there's much of a stigma, but it shouldn't be. No. Seeing a film is a rubbish day activity, but a sneaky afternoon trip alone to yourself to lose yourself in another world is perfect. That's so true. Yes. It's a bad date, but it's a really great thing to do alone. I think going to, yeah, going to the cinema as a date is is only good if you, I think... Uh, Spend the whole day. Or, or you, you're, I think it's only good if you've got stuff planned afterwards like you can pour into but even then like it can be weird if you just go okay bye it's, 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 it's more like as a because the thing about being in a cinema on a day is you want to be sit in silence comfortably with someone and that's quite a lot to do actually yeah that's quite an intimate thing to sit comfortably in silence with someone when you've, you're courting yeah you actually want to be talking communicating learning about each other um it could be weird to be like well that was the movie yeah it was good did you ever bye did you ever do cinema dates much? yeah when i was younger yeah but like, and they were also a bit strange. I, I went on a cinema date when I was 13. <laughs> I can't believe it. Sort of flushed away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of the saddest days of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Just, <laughs> just bleak. I saw years. the film Drillbit Taylor with Owen Wilson. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which you would not have thought about since I came no. out. And uh, yeah, I went on a date and it was like, we were sitting next to each other and about 30 minutes into the film, our hands like rested on each other. <gasps> and I was, I've never felt my heart, but yeah. that was a real rush. Wow. Anything happened after that? Yeah, we kissed on. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. Oh my God, you kissed. Yeah. Oh but not God. in the film. It was afterwards. I... I was scared to do it in the film. Of course, because you thought the police were going to come yeah. and be like, what are <laughs> <Yeah>. you doing? <laughs> Get your hands off her. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was a fun rush. <laughs> I think if you said Drillbert Taylor to Owen Wilson, he'd forget he was in it. Oh yeah. Drillbert Taylor. Yeah. Anyway, okay. back to back to Claire's <laughs> um, email. Cinema alone, blah, blah, blah. Until last month, when me and my friend of 30 years went to go see The Little Mermaid. It's our film, our Disney film. I can tell you it inside out. And I still have the VHS I received from Santa Christmas 1990 at age of five. That's fantastic. Christmas is real to you, damn it. You're I only love four it. years <laughs> older than me, actually. No, sorry, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> so take that out, take that out. <laughs> Christmas is real to her, damn it. And like she put... It's our film in italics. Yeah, like, like she it. wanted me to yeah. be like, and I said this the other week, like people have their films and they like their selection that really yeah. were theirs and blah, blah, blah. Which brings me to the new version. Firstly, we went as adults. I went with my, I left my five-year-old daughter at home, not alone, because I needed to appreciate it all. <laughs> at two hours 15, it is too long to be a children's movie. As you both touched on in your review, we had kids off in the loo to, to, to the loo in our showing and mine wouldn't have lasted the length without being bored. But again, an aside, why are kids films so long nowadays? Mm. Exclamation mark question mark 90 minutes is long enough for an adult film a kid's film should never bold italicized like it. exceed it that's like bennett level of formatting yes yeah bennett watch out yeah um why does it feel like nowadays everything has to be explained to the nth degree mm. i feel we managed to understand it in the past I feel we managed to understand it in the past was filmmaking more concise. In the OG Little Mermaid, Triton says to Sebastian, the only problem left is how much I'm going to miss her. Turns her into a human. They share a look and later she simply hugs him and says, I love you, daddy. I got all I need from those short scenes to understand everything, make me cry, etc. Yeah. In the new version, all of this is three separate scenes, at least twice in length. And we don't even get her with a sparkly gown walking on the beach. Uh. 
my review of 2023 Little Mermaid is that I have to separate it from the original. Like all these Disney remakes, we aren't going to get a real-life remake of a classic. We're getting a reimagining. And in that respect, the film is decent, well-acted, excellent songs, beautiful undersea sequences, brackets when in 2D. Melissa McCarthy is outstanding as Ursula. Mm. My main issue is with all the extra bits they added to bring it up to date that just made it feel too fat of a film. Ariel's songs inside her head and the Prince Eric getting his own song, the scene where Eric shows her his treasure love to show their connection and the added parts to kiss the girl, establish the film in the 21st century, great. But all the added emphasis on the siren song, how Eric was adopted, the issues with the kingdom, the Lin-Manuel song, the extra King Triton seeds, that's what makes it all a bit drawn out and I don't feel like it adds anything. We went to see scenes from the original brought to life which we got in the tail splash and the part of your world. But if you're going to recreate those scenes, why not just remake it with a few added extras mm. rather than changing and adding pointless exposition for no reason? I did like the film, but who are these remakes aimed at? Me for the nostalgia or for my daughter as a first time watcher? Mm. Because I was less 50-50 about, about it for the nostalgia and she wouldn't have been able to sit through it. That is could, such a good point. Claire. Such a good point. I could go into so much more detail, but I don't want to bore you all the listeners anymore. Hope you enjoyed the review. Official friend of the pod, elder millennial correspondent, Disney expert, keep do doing what you're doing. You you can have all three. All the best, Claire. Blatantly sent on my work email, which has like her signature, I, I, yeah. from work, which I quite like. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, that's a really great point that's to really just talk good. about how um, it, over-explaining things. I, I yeah. never really said that, I, but that's so bang think, on what it tries to I do. I think, honestly, this is a very cynical take, but I think film studios do that now because they are so afraid of things being misconstrued on yeah. Twitter and then being lambasted for something that isn't there but being accused of something we need to make being, sure we mention we this. need to be black and white that we have transparently said which is of course not how people talk not how humans interact yeah so there's no nuance no nothing and uh stretched out I, I, a point yeah. about it not working for you is uh for the nostalgia but you're also your child who's yeah. saying that would be able to sit through for? it you've hit the nail on the head who yeah. is this film for and you can say that's true for a lot of the disney remakes but claire thank you so thank much you so for much. that email uh yeah you're officially all of those correspondents new friend of the show Thank you so much for those emails, guys. We have, yeah, we, that's what we have time for emails for today. But just a reminder that when we do our bonus episode this week, we'll, we'll be doing a further few emails in that as well. So stay tuned for that. So James, this is the end of the show. And mm -hmm. at the end of the show, of course, we play some games. That's nice. how we conclude. This week, it is my turn to give you some games. Okay. You are in the hot seat. And this week, I've got a new game for us. Okay. I've got two rounds of a new game, and then I'm going to finish with the castle's countdown. Okay. okay. This new game is a game I like to call Nepo Baby Bingo. Oh. So. Okay. I'm so hot right now with right. the Nepos, yeah. You're the aware of the concept of a Nepo Baby. But for our, for our, for our listeners, a Nepo Baby is a uh, Gen Z term for a nepotism. A nepotism baby. A, a somebody who is famous, but who actually has famous parents. Mm. The purpose of this game, James, is this. I'm going to name a Nepo Baby, and you have to tell me who their famous parents are. Oh. It could be parents singular. It could be parents yes. double. Okay. You understand but, so the concept. Does, are, does a lot of these people have different names than their parents do. Some have why. different names. Some have the same oh, names. There are so many more that we could there are, there are. And some people's names you might not know, but you would, you'd recognize their face. Okay. All there right. are quite a few. Okay. Uh, famously. Famously, <laughs> the, quite a few. The film industry, the, one of the worst. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Works almost exclusively on <laughs> yeah. nepotism. So James, again, the game is this. I'm going to okay. read out a nepo baby. I'm going to do a quick fire. I'm going to ask you for the parent's name. If you don't know, I'm going to tell you the answer. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move on. Okay. Great, great. So let's do one round and see how you do. Nepotism. Okay. James, let's play nepo baby bingo. Okay. Can you tell me the nepo baby's parents? In okay. three, two, one. Nico Parker. Uh, Sarah Jessica. 
No, that's Tandaway Newton's daughter. Oh, yes. Lily Rose Depp. Johnny Depp. Thank you. Margaret Qualley. Oh, the model. I can't remember her name now. The, the model who does the, the Clarence ads. <laughs> uh, yes, he does the Clarence What's ads. She's not a model. It's Andy McDowell. Her Andy mother is McDowell. Andy McDowell. Yes. Uh, Zosha Mamet. Who? From Girls, Zosha Mamet. Oh, no, go on. Oh. David Mamet is her dad. Okay. Scott Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. There you go. Bryce Dallas Howard. Ron Howard, the yes, director. director, actor Ron Howard. Angelina Jolie. Oh, uh, John Voight. Yes, which correct. Is, you wouldn't think, but yes, yes John Voight. Lewis Pullman. Philip Pullman? The novelist? <laughs> no, Bill Pullman, the actor. The oh, yeah. Independence Day president. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake Cannavale. Bobby Cannavale? Yes, it's Bobby Cannavale's son and Sidney Lumet's grandson. Whoa, okay, even bigger. Billy Lord. Billy Lord. No, go on. She is the daughter of Carrie Fisher. Oh, nice. Catherine Waterston. Oh, um, no, go on. Is the daughter of Sam Waterston. Okay. Alice Englert. No, I don't know. She's an actor. She's the daughter of Jane Campion, the director. Wow. Big one here. Heavy hitter. Dakota Johnson. You got three answers for this. Dakota Johnson. Oh, oh. Dakota Johnson. Who is... I know Dakota Johnson. Three answers. Who is she the daughter of? James. I don't know this. Dakota Johnson. Okay. Dakota Johnson is the daughter of Don Johnson from Miami Vice. Oh. Melanie Griffith from Working Girl. And the granddaughter of Tippi Hedren, who was, of course, in The Birds with Alfred Hitchcock. There you go. Wow, that huge. is the first round I of she was Nepo, Nepo Baby, Baby Bingo. I she absolutely that. is. I enjoyed that. You got a few there. Um, yes, Margaret Qualley's quite new on the scene. Yes. She was um, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, she's great, uh, but her mum is... Also in Death Stranding, which was a Kojima game. Also, this is not a comment on... I don't want to give pass any shade to these Nepo Babies. No. A lot of them are fantastic screen presences. We're just acknowledging the fact I that they're adore heritage. Brooklyn Beckham's <laughs> cooking videos. <laughs> I genuinely think the man is trolling us all. Okay. Have you seen the video where he's in a, he's in a McLaren? And you're that TikToker who's like, what, how did you make your money? And he goes, oh, well, I'm a chef. And it just went viral. He's like, well, no, you're not no. a chef, Brooklyn. And that's not why you made a million pounds I know, for a car. On, let's not break his whole identity down. I know, bless him. Okay, guys, are you ready for your second round of Nepo Baby Bingo? I certainly am. James, name the Nepo Baby's parents in three, two, one. Lily Collins. Uh, uh, Lily Collins. Phil Collins. Yes. Yes. You said Genesis. Did you about to say no, Genesis? It's like Joan in my head for some reason. Uh, Eve Hewson. No, he's, he's a, no. Bono's daughter. Oh, okay, nice. Jack Quaid. I'm looking for two answers. Son of Dennis? Yes. Quaid? And daughter. Son of Dennis and son of his wife, ex wife, maybe. No, go on. Meg Ryan. Oh, nice. O'Shea Jackson Jr. I'm looking for his dad. No, I don't got it. You put it in a drink when you want it to be cold. Ice Cube. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why, Wyatt Russell. Kurt Russell. And? No, go on. Oh, no, go on. Goldie Horn. Nice. Bill Skarsgård. Uh, from Stellan. Yep, Stellan Skarsgård. And many, a uh, rich family. Two answers for this, please. Zoe Kravitz. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yes. I don't know. Lisa Bonet. Lisa Bonet, okay. Laura Dern. Ooh, who's Laura Dern? Who's Laura Dern? No, but no, who's Laura Dern's yeah. parents? No, go on. Bruce Dern. Uh, yes, of course. From time, yes. Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Who's Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwyneth Paltrow's mother is is Blythe Danner. Oh. Uh, Emilio Estevez. Uh, oh. Um, 
Sheen. Martin Sheen is Martin his father. I, I always knew that because they have a weird resemblance. I was like, they, they must be related. Yes, I realized they are. The thing. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas, yeah. His... No, I know who Michael Douglas is. I have like, Michael Douglas is an Emma baby? <laughs> who, who? Kirk Douglas. Spartacus. <sighs> famously. Yes, of course. All right, a few more. Jane Fonda. Henry Fonda. <laughs> ben Stiller. Oh, uh, Jerry Stiller. Correct. Yeah. Two for this, please. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, oh my God. Um, I know this one. Jamie Lee Curtis is the daughter of... Too late. It's <sighs> Tony Curtis from Some Like It Hot and Janet Lee from Psycho. Yes. Maya Hawke. Ethan Hawke. And... No, go on. Uma Thurman. Nice. And famous grandfather, please, Riley Keough. No, go on. Elvis. There Whoa. are your that Nepo babies. Famous... That was Nepo baby bingo. I like that. I yeah. enjoyed that. Now, a lot of those I discovered for myself and they were really good. They, yeah. are, they are everywhere. They are everywhere. Like so Catherine Waterston, I just thought... You know, like, I know that Eve Hewson is not, a, is not a household name, but she has been in stuff. Mm. And then you're like, oh yeah, she's Bono's daughter. Like, Bono. Yeah. Um, Do me a favour, put my daughter in your movie. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, she made a joke about it when she won a Golden Globe. Mm. Uh, or it might have been a SAG award when she won it for everything yeah. everywhere. She was like, I know, I get it, I'm a Nepo baby. Um, yeah, my hawk. Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman. That's great. So yeah. funny. Ethan Hawke did a movie with Winona Ryder. My Hawke then goes into me Stranger Things, works with Winona Ryder. Nice, yeah. So fun. Yeah, and Laura Dern, of course, you know. Dad's yeah, Bruce Again, Dern. some fantastic actors in there, both generations. Brilliant. I enjoyed that. Thank that you. That was Nepo Baby Bingo. Thank I'm not you. sure. How, I mean, there are a lot of them. I'm not sure how many weeks we can actually we do, can that do that for. But it's a nice little one-off. Yeah, a little fun one. And James, to conclude, yes. I have a round of Castus Countdown for great. you. Now, there's a fun story about this. I sat down to watch this film yesterday. I've never seen it before. It's been on Netflix. It's been on my uh, watch list for some time. Okay. Uh, it's not a recent film. It's a, you know, a few years back. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is stacked, this cast. And every so often, someone will come on for like one line and I'll go, oh, look at that, that's on the list. <laughs> yeah. Let's really throw James off yeah. with that guy. Oh, and I don't think you've seen this film either. So okay, James, fine. are you ready? Would I know it even though I haven't seen it? Uh, possibly. Okay, fine. You would know the director and everyone in it. Oh, okay, perfect. So James. All right. Are you ready to play the famous? The famous cast a countdown. I'm ready. James, guess the movie based on its cast in three, two, one. Salma Hayek. John Slattery. Viola Davis. Clifton Collins Jr. Okay. Dennis Quaid. James Brolin. Albert Finney, Topher Grace, Louise Guzman. She's he's just not that into you. Don Cheadle, Crash, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Michael Douglas, and last oh, uh, uh, Benicio del Toro. Do you have any idea? No. The answer is Steven Soderbergh's Traffic from 2000. Whoa. Drug, war on drugs, scale movie. 
epic yes, that I, I watched do, there. I've what, how about that like cast? Really huge I'm going to read it to you again. How prominent are some of the first people you mentioned in that? Salma Hayek is uncredited and has one scene and she's talking in the back of a car, but it's Fine. definitely her. Yeah. John Slattery has one scene of dialogue with him and Michael Douglas, yeah. but this is like 10 years before Mad Men. Viola Davis has one scene with one of the characters as a counsellor. Is this, sorry, is this a Netflix film or it's on Netflix currently? No, it's on, this came out in 2000. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So it's, this, sorry, is, sorry. this is an old film. Uh, Benicio Del Toro won a Best Supporting Actor for it. So then you've got Clifton Collins Jr. who turns up in a lot of things. Yeah. Dennis Quaid. James Brolin, father of uh, Josh. He could have been another Nepo baby. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, Albert Finney, legendary actor. Topher Grace. Yeah. Um, Louise Guzman, a lot of stuff as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Don Cheadle. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Michael Douglas. Might be the movie they met on. I'm not sure. Yeah. And Benicio Del Toro. Stacked. Very, I lied very before as well. 2000 for yeah, Douglas I, and Zeta-Jones to be knocking around. Exactly. Films, yeah. And in a Steven Soderbergh movie. I saw that. I made a mistake. I said that Out of Sight, the Steven Soderbergh film, which I re- sorry, really recommended to people a few weeks, months ago. I said that was the movie that he made before Ocean's Eleven. I lied. He actually made like Aaron Brockovich and Traffic before he made Ocean's Aaron Eleven. Brockovich, yeah. He did. Um, so he's made a good few films. And... Good film. Uh, Traffic is, you know what? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. It's two hours, two and a half hours long. Mm. It's a classic. Do you remember when this was a trope? The multi-person narrative. Yeah. The ensemble cast. Yeah. So you said Crash. That was almost like the most famous example. But Boogie Nights, Traffic, um, Magnolia, they're all kind of examples of that. Vantage Point. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Also with Dennis Quaid. Um, And it's about the the war on drugs. So Benicio Del Toro plays a cop in Mexico who's getting slowly pulled into the sort of corrupt underworld. And it's Mexico, which is is shot with the yellowest of filters. Of course. But then when they cut back to the USA, it's shot with the bluest of filters. I don't know why. Um, Michael Douglas is hotter there. (laughs) Michael Douglas is a judge who is appointed to be the USA's drugs are but also he has a daughter who is also using um Catherine Zeta-Jones plays a uh, very wealthy housewife whose husband is suddenly arrested by the DEA and he has, she has no idea why and Dennis mm. Quaid sort of walks in his, his sort of business partner slash lawyer and says you cannot talk about this here there are people you know uh, you maybe your husband was actually up to some bad stuff nice. you have Don Cheadle and Louise Guzman as uh cops on the trail of uh, trying to protect a witness to, to testify. You have Topher Grace as a real fucking scumbag, to be honest with you. Um, all of this there. And it's a really, it's, it's a solid piece of, it's a solid film. I think that in the years since we've had more, ex- uh, continued to have really great things about the war on drugs. And I think that there's nothing in the film necessarily that sort of, you learn about the war on drugs that doesn't surprise you. And it works 23 years later. Well, I think it, it does. I think that it, but, but I, my point is that the conversation about the war on drugs has continued and yes. like, seeing it now, you're like, yeah, I mean, I believe that. I think at the time people were like, God, it's so futile, isn't it? It's mm, just, pointless. Dang the, the whole point of this film is to basically say like, it, it looks at it from a very cold, detached point of view. What I love is that like, it pulls back a lot of times. So when there's like, there's one point where there's an, there's an explosion and it cuts the sound out of it. It like stands back instead of leaning in and going like, it's got this cold, cool detachment, which I really like about it. Um, but what I, the main thing I thought when I was watching it was like- A game and a review. Not just a, a game and a review. Yeah, aren't you yeah. lucky to? <laughs> yeah. Not just a great cast, but I actually thought this would be a show now. This would be a TV yeah, show. Yeah, this sure. would be an eight part series. 
Well, you could each have episode was you could each yeah. have the, the the members of the cast in there, and it would be fantastic. But right. I was just like, that's how things have changed. At the time, it was an Oscar-nominated, mm. multi-person narrative, That'd two be, and a half-hour epic slash in the award season. Though. But now it would be. It's interesting. The title so, of it is traffic. When like, if it's about drugs, it would. If you're talking about like desks at the police, it'd be vice. You got like homicide, traffic, vice. Well, what, what I love is that I think that obviously there's traffic, like there's like drug trafficking, mm. there's the, dr- oh, the drug nice. traffic trade. Yes. And there is also a scene of traffic at the Mexican border, the Mexican-US <laughs> famously, border, yeah. famously. Um, and yeah. yeah, famously. But also it's the, I think you could also read into it, the whole idea of traffic, being stuck in traffic, going nowhere. Yes. The frustrating endlessness, futility Beautiful. of the US war on drugs, right? You. There you go. Guys, and on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Pop Kitchen. We really hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget, we post new episodes of this show every single Wednesday. Wednesday. Also... As we mentioned at the top of the show, we have a bonus episode coming out this week with a new review of the fantastic documentary, which I'm really looking, so, really excited to talk to you about, uh, about Michael J. Fox called Still, uh, which is about his career and his struggle with Parkinson's. Please check that out. That's coming out later this week. And that will also have a few emails in it too. We still have more content to offer you guys. And if you haven't up. seen last week's bonus content, a, a Flash spoiler thing. We reviewed Flash, then we just had to talk about some plot stuff. So go and check that out if you haven't. Guys, thank you so much. Don't forget writing your emails to hello at popkitchenpodcast.com. We'll see you next week. We're both going to be sort of intermittently away. Yes. So the reviews will come, but yes. they might just be like, one of us might have only seen them and yes. here and, and there. And there might be one episode that's a teeny weeny bit late. But we're just letting you know ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I think Is it next week's one? No, mm, it's the, the week, week after. after week after next, First we're going to be July. a day late. First we cannot possibly Do shoot it and any get other it way. any sooner. But um, we hope you will forgive us, guys. Thanks very much, guys. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye.